The crisis of Biden's presidency is not merely due to his human inadequacies. At root, it is a function of the crisis of the system he represents. The reason he can't tame inflation, stop war, deal with climate change and racism, or guarantee high wages, safe housing, or quality education and healthcare for all is because he can't tame capitalism. That America will never be a socialist country. 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 Attitudes are changing towards socialism. We believe the only solution is the establishment of a workers' government on a socialist program. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Socialist Revolution podcast. My name is John Peterson. I'm the editor-in-chief of Socialist Revolution magazine. You can visit our website at www.socialistrevolution.org. Every episode, we feature contributions and discussions on current events, history, and theory from a Marxist class struggle perspective, featuring revolutionary socialists from around the country and around the world. This episode, we're taking a look at the editorial for the July-August 2022 issue of Socialist Revolution, issue 34, which went to press this week. Capitalism is in a deep and terminal crisis, reflected in a mood of restlessness, pessimism, anxiety, and despair. Grinding economic crisis, rocketing inflation, the botched response to the pandemic, rampant gun violence, nonstop political chaos and ineptitude, and attacks on our basic rights and dignity have deeply affected consciousness. But there is also seething anger and a burning desire to do something, to cast aside the status quo and turn the world upside down. Poll after poll and event after event show that the country is more fractured and polarized than at any point since the American Civil War and Reconstruction. In an article titled, Is America Heading for Civil War?, the Financial Times writes, A clutch of books makes an alarmingly persuasive case that the warning lights are flashing redder than at any point since 1861. One-third of Americans on both sides of the political spectrum believe violence is justified to achieve their political ends. When Donald Trump took office in 2017, it was less than a tenth. In other words, about a third of Americans think that they will soon need to take up arms against the government. Not only is there profound discontent in the economy and institutions of capitalism, but a growing crisis of confidence in the regime of bourgeois rule itself. 85% of Americans believe the country is on the, quote, wrong track. 58% of American voters, quote, believe their system of government does not work and that the world's oldest independent constitutional democracy needs major reforms or a complete overhaul. American patriotism is at an all-time low, with just 38% of adults saying they are, quote, extremely proud to be Americans. Even the military, revered for decades as a source of national honor and stability, has taken a hit. Just 45% of Americans say they have a great deal of trust and confidence in this key institution, down 25 points since 2018. The legal basis for bourgeois rule, the U.S. Constitution, is likewise being stretched to the limit. Closely related institutions like the Supreme Court, which for decades gave the appearance of standing impartially above politics, have been deeply undermined. 
In the aftermath of its openly reactionary ruling on the right to abortion, just 25% of Americans have confidence in that institution, down from an already low 36% in 2021. The youth are particularly disenchanted with the system and its representatives. A poll taken last year found that 54% of Gen Z adults had a negative view of capitalism, and a recent poll found that 94% of Democrats under the age of 30 said they would prefer a different presidential nominee in 2024. A mere 1% of 18 to 29-year-olds strongly approve of the way Biden is handling his job. Just 38% of Americans overall approve of Scranton Joe, a record low at this stage of any modern presidency. So as the country heads into the midterm elections, 75% of Americans consider inflation their top economic concern, but only 25% of them approve of the president's efforts to tame it. All classes in society are affected by this malaise, starting with the ruling class, which is deeply divided and rapidly losing confidence in its ability to hold things together. According to Martin Wolf of the Financial Times, quote, This new epoch of the world is creating huge challenges. It is possible, perhaps even probable, that the world system will shatter. And the analysts at Geoquant have found that top-line political risk in the U.S. is at record levels, driven by increases in all three of the risk indicators they track, governance risk, social risk, and security risk. They add... None of this data implies that the U.S. will descend into civil war, suffer a military coup, or become an authoritarian regime in the next two years. That said, the change in volatility in these risks indicates the U.S. polity will continue to move closer to these outcomes. Even the most powerful human on earth is fast running out of optimism for himself and his system. Long gone is the fatuous promise and pomp of his inauguration. The desperate hope for a new dawn and change you can really believe in is just a bitter, distant memory. According to one member of Congress, the White House is, quote, rudderless, aimless, and hopeless. And as Biden himself put it, I certainly hope my presidency works out. If it doesn't, I'm not sure we're going to have a country. But the crisis of Biden's presidency is not merely due to his human inadequacies. At root, it is a function of the crisis of the system he represents. The reason he can't tame inflation, stop war, deal with climate change and racism, or guarantee high wages, safe housing, or quality education and healthcare for all is because he can't tame capitalism. Capitalism is predicated on private ownership of the means of production in the pursuit of profits. As a servant of that system, the president is not about to nationalize the energy, healthcare, communications, and food production sectors, or hand over control to the working class. The same goes for his party and the entire political establishment. To take just one example, Biden's grand promises to slow down climate change have allegedly been torpedoed by a single Democrat who is blamed for holding the entire party hostage. Now a deal has been cut with Joe Manchin, but we can be sure it will mean an even greater scaling back of the already insufficient proposals. The fact that a single individual can scuttle even the most meager of measures shows the utter rottenness of that party and the system it represents. After promising, quote, no more drilling, including offshore, no ability for the oil industry to continue to drill, period, Biden now plans to open up oil and gas drilling leases in the federal waters off the coast of Alaska and in the Gulf of Mexico. This, despite 63% of Americans favoring more federal action to combat climate change. 
After the chaos of Trump, the Democrats had their chance and they royally screwed it up. The supposed lesser evil has failed to protect even basic rights. Beating the drum of January 6th is the best they can do to scare people into voting for them, and serious conclusions need to be drawn from this. Needless to say, the Republicans have no solution for any of this either. However, in a rigged political system, the beneficiary of the inevitable failure to accomplish anything meaningful is always the other party. But are the options really limited to Biden, Trump, or DeSantis? Is this the best a country of over 300 million people can come up with? Millions of energetic and creative youth stifled by the straitjacket of a dying system certainly have other ideas. History is littered with the carcasses of mighty economic and military empires, with their periods of dramatic rise, protracted decline, and ignominious fall. Though there will be ups and downs along the way, American capitalism is on a historically downward trajectory. The real question is, what will replace it, and when? So our focus shouldn't be on the midterms or even on the 2024 presidential elections, but on preparing for the revolutionary explosions being prepared by the objective conditions of the capitalist crisis. The George Floyd movement of 2020 was just the opening act. In a world of revolution and counter-revolution, only the working class, a rationally and democratically planned economy, and the world socialist revolution can bring order out of chaos. As Malcolm X put it, we're not outnumbered, we're out-organized. It's up to the youngest generations living on the planet today to get organized to save humanity. We invite you to join the IMT in the fight for socialism in our lifetime. That's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Big thanks as always to Laura Brown, our audiovisual producer, whose hard work behind the scenes makes these episodes possible. If you liked what you heard today, please share, subscribe, and give us a five-star rating, which will help other listeners find us. Or consider making a donation to the International Marxist Tendency or subscribing to Socialist Revolution magazine. Better yet, why not join the IMT and bring these ideas to your family, friends, neighbors, and co-workers? You can learn more about us and about getting involved at socialistrevolution.org. Stay healthy and safe and keep fighting the good fight, the fight for socialism in our lifetime. Oh,